Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. <laughs> New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Hi, reader. Welcome back for part two of our Gold Rush Adventure. Part one was released earlier, so be sure to go back and listen if you haven't already. Reading Bug Adventures is written, performed, and produced by all of us at The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore. If you love Reading Bug Adventures, please consider supporting our family-owned small business this year with a Reading Bug Box subscription. Subscriptions are perfect for any occasion, birthdays, holidays, or helping inspire a love of reading through the summer months. Reading Bug Box brings the special small bookstore touch right to your doorstep with a perfectly personalized selection of books, selected by me and our bookstore experts to match the unique age, interests, and reading level of every young reader. Subscribe today at readingbugbox.com. Or you can shop with us anytime at thereadingbug.com, where you can choose from millions of books and gifts, board games, recommendations from our staff, or even select custom care packages, hand-picked with love. Thanks for all your support during this difficult year. And a big thank you to Resonate Recordings, who does the sound mixing and mastery for every Reading Bug Adventures episode. Finally, thank you to our sponsors and to all of you for helping us continue to make this podcast. It takes a lot of time to write and record every episode and every song, and we couldn't do it without your help. A big hello to our newest patrons, Harper and Jack, Charlotte and Cameron in North Carolina, Molly and Claire, Ella from Lake Taps, Washington, and Jackson. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. To become a patron and support our work, please visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Okay, reader, I think it's time we get back to our new friend, Isaiah, and our gold rush adventure, don't you? Do you remember what happened in part one? That's right. We traveled back in time to 1849 to visit California during the gold rush there. We landed near Grizzly Gulch, a mining camp, and met Isaiah, who left his family to search for gold, but is longing to go back home. Oh, and we've got a real problem on our hands too, remember? We stumbled on a grizzly bear family in the woods, and there's a dangerous gang of thieves on the road nearby trying to steal everyone's gold and supplies. We really need to get back and help. On the count of three, why don't we all imagine ourselves back to California together? Are you ready? Great, then count with me. One, two, three. Let's fly! It's a reading bug adventure There's lots of fun in store Just inside our book bag There's new places to explore Grab your crayons and paper And your imaginations too The reading bug and I can't wait To share our trip with you Hi, reader. Welcome back. 
Be sure to keep your voice to a whisper, because we've got danger all around us. The River Rush Gang is in the middle of the road in front of us, robbing some poor gold prospectors, and just over there to our right are two grizzly bear cubs. They're playing with one another, and they haven't seen us yet, but... Where there's grizzly cubs, there's usually a grizzly mama nearby. Exactly, Isaiah. Please, please don't take our gear. It's all we got. Until I find gold, I'm going to take everything else in here. Lauren, we've got to help those poor people. The River Rush Gang is stealing everything they have. And besides, I don't think we can get to Isaiah's claim to look for gold together unless the bears or the gang move out of the way. We need a plan. Reader, were you able to think of a plan to help get ourselves and the other prospectors to safety? I bet we could get the bear cubs to chase me out onto the road near the River Rush Gang. And if the mama bear follows them out there, she's sure to scare the gang away. What do you think? Chase you? Reading Bug, that sounds dangerous. Well, it's a mite less dangerous than coming face to face with her. Her? Her who? Uh, Mama Bear. Oh, no. Look, Reader. Isaiah was right. The Mama Bear is nearby. She's right there walking out from behind the trees. And she is so, so big. She must be eight feet tall or more, standing on her hind legs. Her ears are round, like the cubs, but she is much lighter color than they are. And she has a hump on each of her shoulders. They're called grizzly bears because as they get older, the fur on their face and shoulders becomes silver-tipped. In other words, the silver tips on their fur makes them appear grizzled, which means old. But don't be deceived by her fur color, Lauren. That mama bear is young and strong. Lauren, reader, don't move. We don't want that grizzly to see us. Readenbug, if you want to distract those bear cubs, now might be your only chance. Okay, Isaiah. I think if I fly around in front of those cubs, they might just chase me. Wish me luck. Readenbug, wait. Be careful. She left. Look. She's flying around the sides of those bear cubs' heads, and sure enough, they're noticing. One of the cubs is swatting at her with his paw. Readenbug, look out! And look, it's working. She's flying away just in front of their noses. And as they keep on trying to swat her, they're following right out into the open road. And the mama bear is following with her cubs, just like the reading bug said she would. Now the River Rush gang just needs to notice they've got some unwanted company. I told you, I don't have any goo. 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 Grizzly. That trick ain't gonna work with us, fella. Ain't been a grizzly around these parts in weeks. Go on and hand over your... That's a grizzly, sure enough. Quick, let's get out of here, and fast. I can't believe it! The Reading Bug's plan worked! The other prospectors are safe, the River Rush gang is gone, and the grizzly bears are no longer in our way! That sure was some fancy flying, Bug. Nice work. Why, thank you, Isaiah. Now that the coast is clear, what do you say we keep on walking so we can find the place where you staked your claim and get on with finding some gold? Say, what does stake a claim mean anyway? Well, there aren't many laws out here in the gold country, so the miners have to make their own. 
Out here, they decided that each prospector had the right to stake his claim to a small plot of ground where no one else was working. Most plots is usually only four or five feet on each side, and we mark them by pounding a stake or a peg in at each corner. Once a claim is staked, it belongs to that one prospector, and no one else is allowed to look for gold on his claim, as long as you work the property at least one day every month, that is. Of course, the other 29 days of the month, I still gotta chase away claim jumpers like the River Rush gang, folks would try and steal claims away from their owners. Just a bit further ahead now. Isaiah, you brought your fiddle along with you? Think you might be able to play and sing a song as we walk? Now that the River Rush gang is running for the hills, and we don't gotta worry about them hearing us, that's a wonderful idea. I always love playing a bit of music to help brighten my mood. How about I sing you a song that the miners sing called Oh Susanna? The chorus goes like this Oh Susanna, don't you cry for me. I'm going to California with my washpan on my knee. Can you sing it with me now? Oh Susanna, don't you cry for me. I'm going to California with my washpan on my knee. Now remember to sing along with me each time I get to the chorus. Oh, I come from Salem City with my washpan on my knee. I'm going to California, ate the gold dust fur to see. It rained all day the day I left. The weather, it was dry. The sun's so hot, I froze to death. Oh, brothers, don't you cry. Oh, Susanna, don't you cry for me. I'm going to California with my washpan on my knee. I jumped aboard the Lazar ship and traveled on to sea. And every time I thought of home, I wished it wasn't me. The vessel reared like any horse that had of oats and wealth. I found it wouldn't throw me, so I thought I'd throw myself. Oh, Susanna, don't you cry for me. I'm going to California with my washpan on my knee. I soon shall be in Frisco, and there I look around. And when I see the gold lumps, I'll pick them off the ground. I'll scrape the mountains clean, my boys, I'll drain the rivers dry. A pocket full of rocks bring home, so brothers, don't you cry. Oh, Susanna, don't you cry for me. I'm going to California with my washpan on my knee. Well, look at here. That little ditty did the trick. We made it to the diggings in no time at all. The diggings? I don't see anyone digging anything. But there are lots of other men around wearing flannel shirts and jackboots, clustered in plots on either side of the river, and using big, funny-looking scoops to pour dirt and water into their pans. Those funny-looking scoops are a very important piece of equipment for prospectors. Look, I got one too. This here's called a horn spoon because it's made from the horn of a cow. 
We use them to scrape dirt from the rocks on our claim in order to see if we can find any spangles or gold running through. We also use them to scoop dirt and rocks from the river into our wash pans. Speaking of pans, I sure am glad y'all brought your own, because these pans are almost as precious and as rare as gold dust. Isaiah, this is what we've been looking forward to this whole adventure, finding some gold. Would you mind teaching us how to use our pans to hunt for gold? Remember, we're here to help you find enough gold to buy yourself a ticket back home. And three gold prospectors has got to be better than just one. You're right about that. I'd be happy to teach you. Grab your pans and first, we'll need to wade out into the water. Okay. Reader, are you ready? Let's slowly make our way into the middle of the river with Isaiah. Oh, fur! The water is so cold! How can the water be so cold when it's so warm outside? The water's cold because it comes from the snowpack at the top of the mountains. As the snow melts in the warmer months, the water flows down the mountain and into these rivers. So you're right, this water is cold. It's darn near close to freezing. Now, since you don't have a horn spoon, you're going to need to use your pan to scoop up some dirt and water from the bottom of the river. Make sure that your pan is more than half filled with dirt and water, like this. Like this? Exactly. Now watch me close. Take your pan and hold it out in front of you, like so. Then start shaking it while you move the water around in a circular motion. That's going to cause the heavier material in the dirt to sink to the bottom. Good job. Now slowly tilt the pan and swirl the water at the very top out and back into the river. And shake your pan again for a while until you've gotten rid of all the rocks and slickens that hadn't sunk to the bottom of the pan. And that's it. If there's gold in the bottom of the pan when you're done, we call it hitting pay dirt. Slickens? That's a funny word. What are slickens? Slickens is mud after any gold has been washed out of it. See, gold is heavier than rocks or mud. So when you swirl the pan around just right, the spangles fall to the bottom for you to keep, and the slickens go flying out of the pan. Oh, Isaiah, you really do this for hours and hours? Not only am I cold in the water, but this is really back-breaking work. There's lots of stooping over, picking up, and shaking with nothing at all to show for it. Hey, wait! I think I see something in my pan. Reader, reading bug, Isaiah! Look! There's lots of sparkling dust, and even some bigger sparkling pebbles floating in the water and the mud in here. It's gold! You're right, Lauren! Hip hip hooray! Isaiah, come take a look. It's pay dirt for sure. Hey, Harry, they got gold! Oh, did I hear gold? Oh, Isaiah! Follow me, let's go see the gold. Oh, that ain't nothing! Don't you know anything about gold? Who'd you bring with you, Isaiah? Isaiah, what's happening? Why isn't everyone excited about the gold I found? I don't understand. My pan is filled with spangles. Isn't that what you told us to look for? There's a lot of sparkle in your pan, all right, Lauren. But all that glitters is not gold. Take a close look in your pan. Do you see how the sparkles, even the sparkly pebbles, are floating on the top of the water? They haven't sunk to the bottom of the pan at all. And remember what I told you about the weight of gold? That it's heavier than the slickens? Exactly right, Bug. If that there was gold, it'd be sinking, not sitting up on top. 
What you found is a whole lot of fool's gold. Fool's gold? What's fool's gold? I read about fool's gold and what was the gold rush. Fool's gold is a mineral called pyrite that looks a lot like gold. Yeah, except it's not worth a penny. That's right. Remember the story I told you about James Marshall, who was the first man to find gold in California? His crew had built a canal to bring water from the river to the sawmill they built. When Marshall checked the canal, he found some small gold nuggets and flakes in the water. He scooped them up in his hat and showed his crew, but everyone thought it was probably fool's gold. Marshall also showed sparkly dust and nuggets to John Sutter, and he had an idea how they could determine whether the dust and nuggets were real gold or pyrite. When he weighed the nuggets and a bunch of other small rocks about the same size, he found that the sparkly nuggets were much heavier than the other rocks, and that proved that it was real gold. Oh my, I guess my glitter isn't real gold after all. I'm sorry, Isaiah. I thought the wishing tree had finally granted your heart's desire. Nah, that's okay, Lauren. I've been working this claim for over a year, and I think it's all panned out. I weren't expecting much gold today. We can't give up, Isaiah. We're here on this adventure to find some gold, and you need to get home to your family. If your claim is all panned out, then maybe we need to be looking somewhere else for gold. What do you think? Is there somewhere else we could look? <laughs> if there was somewhere else, I'd have looked there by now. I'm afraid this empty claim's all I got. Hey! Uh, yeah, you! Get away from my pack there! Shoo! What kind of animal was that, Isaiah? It looked like a fat squirrel or a groundhog, and it was trying to get into your pack! Oh, that there was a fat little marmot. He lives in the hole just over yonder, and he's always popping out to try and steal my lunch. Them creatures get themselves nice and fat during the summertime, then hibernate in their deep burrow all winter. Did you say that was a marmot, Isaiah? Yep. I might have an idea then. Isaiah, remember that you told me the gold on the surface was placer gold? Well, sure I do. And we've been looking for that placer gold on your claim today, right? But there's more than just placer gold. There's also load gold. The gold buried underground. Well, sure. But we only got a horn and some pans. We can't dig deep into the ground looking for load gold. You're right. We can't. Lauren, reader. A marmot is a large ground squirrel that lives in burrows, tunnels that the marmot digs, under the ground. There was a Greek historian named Herodotus. He lived hundreds of years ago. He wrote about furry ants that were bigger than foxes and smaller than dogs that dug gold out of the ground. The Persian people who lived nearby were able to collect. Some people think that Herodotus confused the old Persian word for marmot with the word for mountain ant. In other words, the furry ants that mine gold dust for the Persians were... Marmots! Marmots? You mean like that darn full creature that lives on my claim? That's right. But there's marmots all over the foothills, and I never seen a marmot bringing gold to the surface. That's probably just a fairy tale. I'm not so sure about that, Isaiah. If there's gold around here, then a marmot could certainly run into it underground when building his burrow. That's right. Marmots can burrow really deep. And besides, you said yourself that the claim was probably panned out. This may be our only hope of finding gold. Well, color me doubtful, but I guess it couldn't hurt to try. That's the spirit, Isaiah. Now, why don't you show us where that marmot's burrow is? Well, it's just up there, right at the corner of my claim, see? Now, follow me. Look, there's loose dirt all around the hole that the marmot dug. 
That's all the dirt he and his marmot friends have carried up to the surface from deep, deep below ground. If there's gold underground on your claim, Isaiah, then there's probably some in the loose dirt from the marmot burrow. Well, then what are we waiting for? Everyone, grab a pan of that dirt, and let's see if there's any gold in it. Great. Now, let's bring it back to the river. Okay. Now, just like Isaiah taught us, put some water in your pan with the dirt and start shaking it while you move the water around in a circular motion. Now, slowly tilt the pan and swirl the water at the very top out and back into the river to get rid of all the rocks and slickens that aren't sinking to the bottom of the pan. Great job! Well, I'll be... Lauren! Reader! Look in your pans! It's... it's... Gold! And plenty of it, too. With this gold and what's sure to be in the rest of that marmot dirt, I'll be able to get a ticket back to Sag Harbor and see my Phoebe and my little Daisy. And maybe bring a bit of money back with me, too. Looks like your wishing tree was listening after all, Isaiah. Well, maybe I found me a wishing marmot instead. (laughs) (laughs) What's so funny over here, friend? Oh, no. Lauren, reader, Isaiah, it's the River Rush Gang. I ain't your friend, that's for sure. Oh, we'll be real close pals once you give me all your gold, friend. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We'll be real close. (laughs) (laughs) But you can't... How did you... Save your breath. Just hand over the gold. But you don't understand. Isaiah just needs enough to buy a ticket back home to Sag Harbor so he can be with his wife and daughter again. Please... You can't do this. No, no, Lauren. These men are dangerous. Please. I know you wanted to help, but we gotta just do what they say. What about Phoebe and Daisy? Like I told you, I got the Gold Rush Blues. Ain't nothing gonna get me back home to Sag Harbor. I'm waiting. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just don't hurt my new friends here. I'll get you all the gold you need. I ain't never been no good at finding gold, and... Today was no exception, but just as I was about to give up, we done seen a fat marmot sniffing around my pack. The reading bug here told me that marmots dig deep in the dirt to build their burrows, and that they bring the soil up to the top as they dig. But the way she figured, if they's doing all that digging, then the dirt from their burrow might be full of load gold. And sure enough, soon as we panned some of the dirt from that marmot's burrow, we ended up with pans full of gold. I'd be happy to show you, so long as you let me keep enough for a ticket back home. (laughs) (laughs) Marmot dirt. (laughs) Talking bugs. Boy, this feller's crazier than a soup sandwich. Come on, we'll leave these fools to their fool's gold and marmot turds. I hear that the fella just down yonder grabbed hisself a nugget today. Let's pay him a visit instead. Best of luck getting to Sag Harbor with them stories, feller. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I can't believe it. They just done up and left. They didn't even take a look in our pans. Well, your story does sound a little bit hard to believe. You got that right. It's as crazy as a Betsy bug. But every word of it's true. And now I've got the money I need to get back home to take care of my family. Well, I came out west 
to find my fortune Now I'm taking some money back home Gotta get myself back to my wife and my child I can't spend one more day on my own I never thought I'd find a flake or a nugget In the dirt from a marmot's home I got enough to get me back to Sag Harbor With my new friend's help, I'm blue no longer I finally shook this bad, bad case of gold rush by my blues, I'm through with you, blues! Lauren, reader, reading bug, will you come back to Grizzly Gulch with me? We got some celebrating to do after all. And then I- I've got to come back here and pan the rest of the dirt from that marmot burrow to see how much more gold I'll find. After that, I'll, I'll take the riverboat back to San Francisco where I can buy a ticket back home and use the rest of that gold to make a better life for my wife and daughter. There's no way I can thank you for helping me realize my heart's desire. Oh, Isaiah, we're so happy to help. And we'd love to go back to Grizzly Gulch with you, but we've got to get back home to our families before they miss us. We're so happy we met you today and that we were able to help your wish become a reality. I understand. Sure I do. Get back to your families just as fast as you can. And you get back safely to yours too, Isaiah. I will indeed. All thanks to you. And a fat, furry little marmot. (laughs) (laughs) Look, reader. The reading bug is opening up her book bag. And you know what that means. Exactly. It's time for us to hop inside and head back home. Goodbye, Isaiah. And good luck. Okay, everyone. If you're ready, it's time for this adventure to come to an end and for all of us to get back home to our families. Hop three times with me, then into the book bag together. Ready? One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in! We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. Look! Isaiah is waving as the rivers and forests of the California foothills fade away and we begin our trip back home. What an incredible adventure. We learned how to pan for gold like real gold prospectors do. And we even found some gold to help our new friend Isaiah get back home to his family. That's right. All thanks to a furry marmot friend and your great idea to check the dirt around his burrow, reading bug. Ah, shucks. We saw and did so many incredible things on our adventure today. I'm not sure what I'm going to draw pictures of once our adventure is over. In just a few minutes, I'll play music while we color some pictures together. What part of today's adventure do you think you'll draw, reader? I'm going to draw a picture of you finding gold in your pans, of course. That's a great idea, reading bug. I think I'll draw a picture of Isaiah playing his fiddle. His music was so much fun to listen and sing along to. Whatever you decide to draw, I'm sure it will be spectacular. If you enjoyed today's adventure like I did and want to learn more about the California Gold Rush, you can read any of the books in my book bag. I have a complete list for you at www.thereadingbug.com adventures. Hey, look! We made it! We're back! Reader, thank you for adventuring with us today. You were an excellent gold prospector. I know you can do anything you put your mind to because... When you're a reader... You're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. 
Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Cause you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by being you. Thank you for joining me in the reading bug on another incredible adventure today, reader. Yeah, I can't wait until I see you next time. Until then, goodbye. Bye-bye. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip. Thank you to our sponsors and to all of you for helping us continue to make this podcast. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, and Brandon Savage. Sound mixing and mastery is by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.